Hello listener and welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Maureen Komboka is on standby with the Family Life segment. Today, she will talk about stress. Brother Steve Rundu will be joining us during the Bible segment. Today, he'll be talking about a land of milk and honey. Stay tuned for this and some songs which in store for you. Here's Faithful Today with the song, My God and I. This 
is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Get ready to listen to Maureen Komboka with the Family Life segment. Be encouraged. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm Maureen Komboka. Today we want to talk about stress. And by stress, I simply mean the rate of wear and tear in the body. It has to do with how soon or how long until one wears out. When we are under stress, how do we react? What are various ways people react to stress? Let us get right into the subject. When some of us are under great stress, we eat too much. Others do just the opposite. They hardly eat at all. Someone said, Gluttony is an emotional escape, a sign that something is eating us. When some people are burdened with the problem of life and are in extreme perplexity and anxiety, they get the sensation that they are angry when they are not. Their stomach seems to give the wrong signal that they eat and eat when food is not the remedy. It only aggravates the problem. On the other hand, others react to the same situation in exactly the opposite way. They lose their appetite altogether. You can place before them their favorite dish and they look at it as if it is poison. What seems to be the problem? The answer is that it is simply stress. If we cannot overcome stress, it will surely overcome us in more ways than one. Stress is simply the rate of wear and tear in the body. The more stressful the life one leads, the sooner it wears out. Stress is now known to be a major contributor either directly or indirectly to coronary heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidental injuries, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. It is a sorry sign of the times that in some countries, the three best-selling drugs are an ulcer medication, a hypertension drug, a tranquilizer. Something certainly is wrong. Today, pressures have created a breed of thrill-seekers who often to their own detriment, prefer excitement over tranquility. When tranquility is gone, stress is sure to follow. We live in a world of uncertainties. Everything from the nuclear threat to job insecurity to assassinations seem to be rampant everywhere. Besides that, other problems may arise such as death in the family, divorce, illness, deaths, trouble with in-laws, trouble with bosses, all these things and many more cause stress. If this is the case, what can we do about it? A great deal can be done to lessen unnecessary stress. It is impossible to live a single day without stress. Actually, stress is vital to life. A life without stress is a vegetable existence. A rhythm of stress and rest makes a smooth, well-balanced life. But unrelenting stress can batter to pieces the strongest brain and body. If stress is healthy, why worry? Simply because excess stress and our attitude toward emergencies can actually shorten our lives. It is as if each of us is born with a million diners worth of energy, as it were, in our adrenal bank. Our life energy is ours to spend at any rate we choose. Only we can regulate the speed at which it is dissipated. Our attitude and reaction to stress is, in a large part, responsible for how long we live in happiness and peace and to what disease we will be subject. It is sad but true, a fact of life, that once our life energy is spent, there is no more. Stress can hasten the 
general aging process if we spend the energy too rapidly. With that idea in mind, let us explore stress. What is it? What causes it? What can we do to protect ourselves against too much stress since it may drain our adrenals dry, deplete our energy bank too fast? Stress disease or so-called psychomatic illness are produced by too much tension, diseases like peptic ulcers, neck pains, backache, headaches, migraine, arthritis, and certain endocrine disorders. More recently, even cancer has been linked with stress and the reduced body immunity to disease that excess stress can bring. Certainly, excess stress leads some to too much smoking, others to drinking, still others to taking drugs and others, negative habits such as overeating, under-exercising, overstimulating, and under-relaxing. Stress, then, can be linked with almost all illness, because if bodily resistance to disease is broken by excess stress, any disease can make damaging inroads into the body. Good health, then, lies along the road to unhurried and sensible living freedom from stress, as much as possible, and freedom from fear. When stress appears in our lives, we should quickly balance the drained reserves with rest, sleep, exercise, and reduced tension. Although stress makes for strong muscles and bodily stamina in small doses, excess stress depletes the bodily reserves and makes for illness and pain. Many other negative emotions come with fear. Fear is at the bottom of much excess stress. What happens then when one has excess stress? What is stress anyway? Anything that causes excess adrenaline to circulate in the bloodstream that produce the fight and flight reaction of rapid heart, high blood pressure, sweating, dilated pupils, goose flesh, slowing of digestion, increased blood sugar, and cholesterol in the bloodstream, as well as accelerated blood clotting and increased blood circulation through the big muscles of the body. Some people wonder why God created adrenaline in us. It is, undoubtedly, to meet uncommon experiences. When a man meets a lion or is face to face with a raging fire, adrenaline is poured into the bloodstream to prepare the individual to fight in self-defense or run for his life. However, when this adrenaline pours into the bloodstream because of hatred or unforgiving spirit or vegans or anger, etc., the bloodstream gets poisoned with all of this and, as a result, man gets sick. How then can we protect ourselves against stress? Here are some suggestions. 1. Rely on God. If a man follows the rules of health and has trust in a merciful benevolent creator, he need not concern himself and worry about the future. Man is created to rely on his maker and to know that his maker is a merciful God. 2. Eliminate fear from your life. Fear of failure. Fear of financial collapse. Fear of sickness or fear of death. 3. Respect yourself and love others, both friend and foe. If you hold no malice against anybody and try to help the human being whom God has created, your own health will improve. 4. Exclude all competition from your life. Compete with no one except yourself. Pushing too hard and allowing excess stress and strain to deplete energy reserves can cause premature heart attacks, backaches, headaches, peptic ulcer, etc. 5. Don't always be in a hurry. Give yourself caution of time. Trying to do too much in too short a time, it is not wise and can ultimately cause trouble. 6. Take time to relax and forget about deadlines. Say to yourself, I must spend some time with myself 
and with my family and play with my children and enjoy the nature that God has created. 7. Enjoy fresh air. Much more important than good food is good air. When the weather permits, open the windows wide and breathe deeply and leave the window open at night so that you always have good fresh air. Drink good clean water. There's nothing that could relax a person more than when he takes a bath as often as possible and drinks 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. Water is one of the best gifts of God to mankind. 9. Exercise daily and remember that walking is the best exercise. A good brisk walk early in the morning helps the individual all during the day. 10. Eat that which is good and avoid that which is harmful. Eat enough and do not overeat. Breakfast should be the heartiest meal of the day. And if you eat supper at all, it should be eaten five hours before retiring to bed. Supper should always be the lightest meal of the day so that when you sleep, your stomach can rest while you rest. Remember a person should eat to live and not live to eat. Train yourself not to eat between meals. 11. Abstain from harmful habits. Smoking, drinking, taking drugs or stimulants like coffee or any other drink that has caffeine. 12. Walk in the sunshine whenever you can. Open the windows wide so that the sun can shine into the rooms of your house. Sunshine can be the remedy for many sicknesses. 13. Avoid eating excessively of honey, molasses or sugar. Do not, do not make a habit of drinking sugar cane juice. Eating too many sweets clogs the system. Eating too many sweets clogs the system and could cause harm to the body. 14. Avoid too much salt. Salt is necessary for the body, but it should not be used excessively. Some people eat a lot of pickled food or preserved cheese with a lot of salt. These foods are not healthy. Finally, it is often the case that the cheapest food could be among the most nutritious. Bread, lentils, green vegetables, fruits, grains, and legumes have nutrients that are beneficial to man. Say to yourself, the Creator is merciful and benevolent to all people and by His help, I am going to be kind and merciful to all His creatures. This attitude will give you health and strength and lessen stress. Thank you for listening. I've been Maureen Kufoka. Attuned to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. This is your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Our producer would love to have your thoughts about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also reach us through AWR Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Faith for Today with the song, My God is Real.
Here's another opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from Brother Steve Rundu. Welcome, bro. A land of milk and honey. Exodus chapter 3, verses 8. I will read... So I have come down to rescue them from the land of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey, the home of Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. God's promise to Moses on behalf of the people must have sounded larger than life. It was a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a place fairly oozing with the best of creation's bounty. God was indeed planning to bless his people abundantly. God still provides for his own, both corporately, his church, and individually. Although not always in a material sense, David reflects, I was young and now I am old, yet I have not, never, seen the righteous forsaken of the children begging bread. That is as per Psalms verses 25 chapter 37. It might be easy to dismiss David's claim based on the fact that faithful followers of Christ have starved to death in large numbers over the centuries. So at the very least we must beware of blatantly suggesting that God will always provide a minimal amount of material provision in his life. Christian financial stewardship Leader Howard Dayton reflects on God's promises to provide for our needs. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, food and clothing, whatever we want, will be given to you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. In Genesis 22 verse 14, God says, God is spoken of as Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He takes care of his people and he does not need a prosperous economy to provide for them. Each day he gave manna to the children of Israel during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Jesus fed 5,000 with only five loaves and two fish. God is both predictable and unpredictable. He is absolutely predictable in His faithfulness to provide for our needs. What we cannot predict is how the Lord will provide. He uses various and sometimes surprising means of meeting our needs. Regardless of how He chooses to provide for our needs, He is utterly reliable. Yet in our human condition, we are often plugged 
by fears that God may not come through for us. Pastor Dauther understandly reflects on the impact that this lack of trust has on our stewardship habits. For many believers, cheerful giving has become fearful giving. We are not opposed to supporting God's kingdom with our resources, and we are really not greedy. But we are concerned. We are concerned that if we don't look after our needs first, they might not get looked after at all. Yet the testimony of Scripture, together with the experiences of millions of believers, sends a resounding response to our concerns. Any fear associated with giving to God's kingdom is irrational. It is on a par with a farmer who, out of fear of losing his seed, refuses to plant his fields. As absurd as that may sound, many of us are guilty of hoarding the financial seed that God intends to be sown for the harvest that is to come. And all this is because of fear. My brothers and sisters, I call upon you to grab your promises, the promise of a land of milk and honey, the promise that will always keeps us hoping for the best. God has given us these promises, and I like personally the promise that he gives us in Matthew chapter 6, 33, by saying, But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The problem with us is that we always first want to seek every other thing. Then we expect that God shall add unto us the kingdom of heaven. That, dear listener, shall never happen to our lives because it is against the principle of heaven. It is against the principle of God and faithfully giving. It is against the principle of believing in His promise and leaning upon such promises. We have been promised a land of milk and honey. Let us just be able to give all that we have so that we can be able to receive this promise. The promise that was given to our forefather Abraham and through Jesus Christ dying on the cross, the promise is also given unto us. Let us think about these particular points. How do you reconcile God's promise of provision with the reality of the poverty of so many faithful Christians in the world? Now, my listener, I know that at times you have nothing, but you're called upon to give. The little that you have, give it all, because there's a promise of a land of milk and honey. How do you see your own responsibility to those who are in need? And also finally think about this. Do you ever doubt God's provision in your own life? If so, why? What usually changes your mind when you are feeling that way? Brothers and sisters, we are going to pray about this so that the Lord can be able to make us even better stewards by leaning upon His promises of giving us land of milk and honey. Let us pray. Lord, I am blessed by You. Help me to live in a way that shows others my faith in You. Help me to live in a way that only leans upon your promises of giving us land of milk and honey. Teach me how to understand to seek the kingdom of heaven and your righteousness. For all the things that I need shall always be added unto you when I first seek your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for everything. For I have prayed, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
That brings us to the end of our program for today. Hope that you've been blessed. Would like to have your views, comments, or questions about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 422761000Nairobi, Yeah.